Welcome to a weekly review of LGBT news from Keen News Service. I'm Lisa Keen. All the news was back on Don't Ask, Don't Tell this week. One judge refused to stop enforcement of her order that the military cease discharges under the policy, and three appeals court judges enabled the gay ban to continue. But before the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals panel could grant a stay of Judge Virginia Phillips' injunction, at least one openly gay man was able to re-enlist. It all started October 12 when Judge Phillips issued her injunction, telling the military to stop enforcement of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. The Department of Justice took two days to file a motion asking her to stay that injunction while it appealed her decision in Log Cabin Republicans v. U.S. that Don't Ask, Don't Tell is unconstitutional. It was a full eight days before the Ninth Circuit panel granted DOJ's request for a stay, and during that time the military instructed its personnel to obey the law. Obey the law could have meant two things. It could have meant obey, don't ask, don't tell, the federal law which bans openly gay people from the service. Or it could have meant obey the court's injunction. It turns out to mean obey the court's injunction because Lieutenant Dan Choi, the Army linguist who has become a high-profile activist in the fight against don't ask, don't tell, went to a Times Square recruiting station and was able to re-enlist. Not all recruitment stations got the message, however, and some openly gay people reported that they were turned away despite Phillips' injunction being in place. But for eight days, the military agreed to play by the rules, operated without Don't Ask, Don't Tell, and apparently survived, despite Secretary Robert Gates' prediction that the sky would fall if Don't Ask, Don't Tell should suddenly tumble. But as of Wednesday night, the Don't Ask, Don't Tell law was back in operation, thanks to the Ninth Circuit panel's stay. It's not over. The Ninth Circuit has asked for briefs by Monday on whether it should keep the stay in place during the DOJ's appeal of Judge Phillips' decision, and the panel will hear arguments on that appeal sometime in February in San Francisco. Speaking of San Francisco, the Ninth Circuit panel also announced this week that a three-judge panel will hear the appeal of Proposition 8 supporters on Monday, December 6. The argument will include two hours and three issues one concerning the validity of District Court Judge Vaughn Walker's decision finding California's same-sex marriage ban unconstitutional, and two concerning who has standing to bring that appeal. Either one of these cases, by the way, could end up before the U.S. Supreme Court in short order over procedural conflicts about the injunction in the case of Don't Ask, Don't Tell, or about standing in the case of Proposition 8. And there's already another gay-related petition before the Supreme Court. A group of anti-gay activists in Washington, D.C. have asked the Supreme Court to review a lower court decision which held they did not have a right to stage a referendum over D.C.'s new marriage law. It's not the sort of appeal the Supreme Court would normally take, noted legal scholar Nan Hunter. It involves a conflict over whether a D.C. law governing ballot measures can eliminate from the ballot measures that, if passed, would violate the city's Human Rights Act. But on a preliminary trip to the Supreme Court last May, Chief Justice John Roberts signaled that he thinks the group, which calls itself Stand for Marriage, had a forceful argument to justify a ballot measure seeking repeal of the marriage law. It takes only four justices to agree to hear a case in order for it to reach the docket, and with Roberts indicating he thinks it's a legitimate fight, it seems very likely his conservative colleagues on the bench will pitch in the other three votes. And speaking of votes, the latest polling suggests the Democrats may lose even more seats in the U.S. Senate than predicted just a few days ago. As of this week, the New York Times polling analyst 358 
predicted Democrats might have as few as 51 or 52 seats when the dust clears on November 2nd. That would be down from 54 seats polls were suggesting just last week and down from the 57 seats that they have now. That's a lot of bad news for the LGBT community in that polling. Democrats fell just three votes short of breaking a filibuster on Don't Ask, Don't Tell last month when they had 57 seats. With only 51 or 52 votes, they'll be facing almost certain impotence on passing any pro-gay legislation in the next Congress. The question, though, is whether they'll have any chance of passing the Don't Ask, Don't Tell repeal during the brief lame duck session after November 2. Republican Senator John McCain has already announced he will absolutely lead a filibuster against changing the law, so Democrats will need to try to find 60 votes. And that increased uncertainty in the Senate has now refocused more pressure on President Obama to do something to make good on his own promise to end the law. Obama put pressure on himself last week, telling a youth town hall meeting in Washington, D.C., that Don't Ask, Don't Tell will end and it will end on my watch. But Obama confused many by also stating at the same forum that he does not have the power President Truman had to simply sign an executive order that forced integration of the armed forces in the late 1940s. And his own Department of Justice has pursued an appeal this week on the log cabin Republican decision that found Don't Ask, Don't Tell unconstitutional. That continued appeal has brought the rare criticism of a Democratic president from openly gay representative Barney Frank who issued a statement this week saying President Obama made a mistake in appealing Judge Phillips' ruling. Even the National Stonewall Democrats piled on, saying that if the Obama administration is going to appeal the decision on Don't Ask, Don't Tell, it wants to hear from President Obama that he believes the law is unconstitutional. That's precisely the option former Solicitor General Walter Dellinger began proposing in the last few days. He says Obama has to appeal the decision, because we do not want a system where a single federal judge like Virginia Phillips can invalidate an act of Congress, like Don't Ask, Don't Tell. But Dellinger said the Obama DOJ should appeal the decision and argue that the law is unconstitutional. That way, he said, it conveys President Obama's true position on the issue, but gives the nation's highest court, the U.S. Supreme Court, the job of repealing the law. But Dellinger had a caveat that the only sure way of ending the ban on gays in the military will be to have the law repealed by Congress itself. And Congress, as this reporter sees it, is the ever-changing beast, and not necessarily one that is evolving toward a higher plane of justice, but one that is riding a roller coaster of partisan warfare that will reach another peak on November 2. For Keen News Service, I'm Lisa Keen. You have been listening to a podcast of Keen News Service. Visit us on the web at keennewsservice.com. 